I think we should wear boas when we, uh, or have like feathers involved in the intro. Something, I don't know, something to make this room. Like a wrestling entrance? <laughs> no, you know, the feather from, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were talking about like it was going to come down like gold dust. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I know that was a little off, off, but all right. Randy? Yes. I'm a little upset. For why? I think we both knew in the back of our minds that nothing, you can't, he can't have everything be great. No. I, but I, I wasn't ready <laughs> for when it got really bad. Yeah. I knew in the back of my head, okay, this man has a long, long line in his prolific career, but I wasn't mentally prepared for what we had to go through just now. I didn't think anything we watched for Tom Hanks would have the quality level of a late season episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> It's honestly surprising that they haven't done this yet. <laughs> I on it, like I was looking around. I like they have to have like a riff tracks thing for it. It's only a matter of time before they buy the rights and it's on Amazon. I, I'm 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 legitimately just bummed. Like I'm not I'm not mad. It's it's mostly just like God damn it, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, I got angry watching this. <laughs> so welcome to Hank's Beat of Tom. We have. <laughs> We have not just hit a speed bump in Tom Hanks's career. We have literally Thelma and Louise off the canyon. Oh. It's we're talking about mazes and monsters. Honestly, if we get an hour out of this podcast, oh. I'm gonna be I, I'm gonna be so proud of not just me, but mostly you because you're the one that has to edit this shit. <laughs> well, I had to pull the clips. I had to watch yeah, the movie yeah. twice and then listen to it. Yeah, I I. Why is this movie an hour and 40 fucking minutes? Well, it, so <laughs> it was a TV movie. So you have to kind of think about the, the commercial breaks and all that shit. Right. But that's the 20 minutes they cut in. But like, why not make it a 90 minute block? You might have got a better movie rather than like, there are four minute spans of people just walking into a cave Ugh. with just ambient music. So... All right, you you just you just set it up. So let's talk about the music <laughs> or the the ambient tones. Not just that. <laughs> we'll start from the very beginning. Oh, that song. They play that twice. They play it twice and it's the most God damn it. This is going to be hard. It's <laughs> it's a very irritating movie. This song made the, the, the theme, if you will, while they're doing the opening credits, made absolutely no sense to the context that they just laid out in the beginning of the movie. So the beginning of the movie plays out like, oh, uh, this college kid is dead. 
and you know yeah. you've got like uh you've got like a you know the police commissioner's down there and the news reporter comes out and is i have the big, clip of the news reporter if you want to hear it oh we'll play it but like it sets up like oh this is going to be like some sort of like crime drama thing and then all of a sudden it's just saxophone like I honestly thought we were watching like an 80s sitcom. <laughs> like the Law and Order theme was going to come. It, yeah. Not even. No. The Law and Order theme song is much more ominous. That yeah. Me, th- this was like. We, we, on the last episode, we talked about the theme song of Bosom Buddies and how it didn't really say anything, but it was really long, but it was still very 80s. And it was a sitcom. This, th- that song felt like we were about to like see like two roommates, like, you know catch each other in the shower <laughs> yeah or like playing baseball you know playing wiffle ball it, it made no sense to the theme of this whole movie but it had like weird minor chords and stuff in there like it was all over the place in the same way the first 40 minutes of the movie is it's it's very heavy on the saxophone which listen i'm a big fan of the saxophone 80s. you gotta have saxophone. i think we need to bring the saxophone back into the modern day men without hats did it really really well mm. um but Look, this was just not it, 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 it. You you start to get like a little bit invested in what's happening because they they play it out like you know the news reporter and his in his silly little hat, and then it just is like a uh, uh, camera shot through Manhattan with this fun upbeat uh, saxophone song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Right now. <laughs> you dick. This is right. the signal on the show, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Play the fucking clip. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. This is Bud Hayden, live from Pequod Campus, where I'll be reporting on the apparent disappearance of a Grant University student, the victim of a seemingly innocent game, Mazes and Monsters. Now, Mazes and Monsters is a fantasy role-playing game in which the players create an imaginary character. These characters are then plunged into a fantasy world of invented terrors. The point of the game is to amass a fortune without being killed. It's kind of a psychodrama, you might say, where these people deal with problems in their lives by acting them out. But in this case, there might be a loss of distinction between reality and fantasy and possibly the loss of life in the process. I'll be back in three minutes with another live report. Okay. So let's unpack that a little bit. (laughs) First question. Is Dungeons & Dragons trademarked? (laughs) No. Uh, I mean, so this is clearly... They had to call it something different than Dungeons and Dragons. Here's my question. When we were coming up in the in the, you know, we you know, we're we're in our mid 30s right now, mm-hmm. you and I. Dungeons and Dungeons 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 and Dragons was you know, it was kind of like you made fun of those kids. Yeah. I mean, retrospectively now, I kind of wish I played it because it seems like everything I'm into. But it does seem really cool. I'm not a I'm not a gamer. You're a gamer, right? Yeah, and a wrestling fan, so I'm up for bullshit. Like, <laughs> good point. So, the whole theme of this movie, it, it it actually there is a relevancy to it because every generation has that thing where like, oh, this is going to kill video kill games kids. or yeah. rap music. Or right. Like, like when we, like the thing for us was the, the parental, mortal combat. And stuff, yeah. yeah. 
when when the advent of like PlayStation came out and all of a sudden you can like literally rip someone's head off or play, <laughs> uh, you know, Miami Vice or, or you know, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. And, you know, you can hustle prostitutes. <laughs> well, because you got to get that money back. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get that money back. You know, but everyone's like, oh, this is killing people. And Marilyn Manson is the reason for Columbine. Yeah. And we'll get. Is that too why... much of a touchy reference? No, whatever. I mean, well, it's touchy for what he did. <laughs> Every Rachel Wood would say it's touchy. Yeah. We can leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll get into why in the movie they even kind of diffuse that panic about the topic they introduce yeah. as the plot of everything. But like, so this is actually based on a book that was inspired by a true story. Yeah, and the author rushed it. Rona Jaffe yeah. rushed it out after uh, a kid like died or whatever. They think he was LARPing, and that's why he fell off some cliff or whatever. Right. Are we going to go ahead and say what actually happened, or we want to wait to talk about that later? Yeah, we'll, we'll wait to see how it lines up with the rest of the movie. Because, oh. like, I'm not I'm a hun- not 100% sure I know what happened in this movie. Right. I also need you to explain what LARPing is. because Live both... action role play. Oh. Yeah. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. <laughs> that guy. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it's basically like you're going to walk around in a park dressed in character and pretend you're on like a Final Fantasy campaign. I never understood Final Fantasy. I had, I got I'm, it like. I'm replaying Final Fantasy X for like the fourth time in my life right now. I think it came with like one of the PlayStations that I got. And Probably I. Seven. And I never fucking understood what that game was about. I just wanted to play Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway. Let's move on to mazes and monsters. Um, and now I know what LARPing is, and I feel... Uh, no better. No better about myself, <laughs> yeah. Not at all. All, you, right. all right, so they do a weird thing at the start where they make you think that the first character they introduce, JJ, is the main character. Yeah. Turns out he's not. There's a little bit of what JJ is like. And Merlin hates it too, don't you? Birds can't talk. Coward. So JJ sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Merlin is his minor bird. Yeah, I never heard of those before. Minor birds? Nope, never heard of it. I was just, I thought any bird that talked was a parrot. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to think. There's a, there's a song that talks about minor birds. You know what? Whatever, it doesn't matter. Well, um, I only fuck with uh, birds that are of age. That's smart. <laughs> That will keep you out of trouble. Here's my thing on JJ. <laughs> you love his hat sense? I fucking hate his hat sense. Okay, the first time you see JJ, he's wearing a goddamn Nazi helmet. Well, no, that's World War One, isn't it? It doesn't matter. It's German. Yeah. He's wearing a Volkswagen emblem. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure Hitler wore one of those. What the fuck, dude? And then, okay... His mother also sucks. She basically tiles his room to make that it That was crazy looking. It literally looked like uh, a cross between an insane, an insane asylum room and a fucking uh, uh, Russian spa or something like that. It was so weird. It was all white, all tile. Like It looked like she blanked out the windows with like a white paper. And then she was like, a lot of people would pay a lot of money for me to do this to their house. It's like, what? Make it look like a thing that would drive you insane? Yeah. Like, what happened to just, you know, a couple of uh, coats of paint and maybe like an accent wall? 
did you find the German helmet more upsetting than um, the aviator, the, like the 1920s aviator cap that he wears twice or the construction worker helmet he's wearing in the cafeteria? Um, let's clarify that. You need, you need to dive a little deeper into that. He's not just wearing a construction helmet. He's wearing a tuxedo and a, oh, oh wait, we're talking about two different scenes. Well, the, yeah, I don't know what he has on his hat for the, or his head for the um, the Halloween scene, but he, like, there's a part where he when they, he says they're going to go into the cave and he's in the cafeteria again, and he has a full on yellow construction helmet on. I'm thinking before they go into the cave, there's that party because um, uh, uh, Tom Hanks's character has yet to commit to the LARPing. Did I use that right? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's essentially what they do when they go in the cave because they're not playing in their room anymore. Right. So there's that party at JJ's dorm or whatever, and he's in a full tuxedo and he's got a yellow helmet on. That's what kind of pissed me off because that's a waste of a good tuxedo. And you know me, I like to get dressed up. Yep. You're a fancy man. I I I, I aim to be the, the dapperest of the dap. I am Captain Hoodie. You you are your collection of hoodies is uh staggering <laughs> all right so that's jj that's jj and jj sucks because he wears hats really stupidly didn't he wear a cowboy hat i in the beginning too he was when he was going back to school he was wearing like a fucking cowboy hat i think he was but it was like a stupid looking like baby like uh, uh robin's egg blue <laughs> tall fucking like he uh lawrence fishburne from <laughs> Wee's playhouse yeah, somehow he found a way to have a worse hat than that. And then, uh, is it Kate? Is that the, the girlfriend's name? Yeah. Here, here is uh, Kate. Turns out all of these kids have bad parents, by the way. That's kind of the backstory. Oh. He's got, like, insane wealthy parents who don't give a shit about anything. And this is uh, Kate talking to her friend about things. By the way, how is the writing coming? I've got writer's block, but I finally figured out why. It's because I haven't really lived yet. So how can I write about things I don't know about? Okay. Have an imagination? You're already LARPing? Right. Yeah. She goes on to talk about how uh, all men leave her and her dad took off on the family. I, I don't think it's <sighs> it's not mazes and monsters fault these kids are fucked up it's a hundred percent their fucking parents oh yeah they're like this game is dangerous because the so um i don't know if we've we've actually clarified the setting yet they are out of college yeah uh grant yeah they're out of college and you know uh they're they all come from different backstories of terrible parenting and how they all find themselves. And it's, and it's interesting, too, because you've got Hanks, who's kind of like the loner. He, he's a little bit of a rebel, I guess, because he's been kicked out of school already. Yeah, um, and you don't find out why until the last four minutes. Right. And then you've got, like, a jock who's super into this uh, uh, game. Yeah. And then you've got JJ, who wears really stupid hats. Who's and, 16. Right. He's kind of like a savant kind yeah. of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's Kate, who's basically just your run-of-the-mill, you know. Uh, she just wants to, she likes the game, but she's also interested in, like, uh, dating. And Yeah, like, but know. she's, because she's very smart, she says she has to act dumb because men are intimidated by her. Right. Which, you know, 
Don't do that, Kate. You be yeah. your girl. Yeah. Let's talk about Daniel. Here's a, a little backstory. He's the jockey guy. Yeah. He yeah. Uh, he's got like your typical 70s uh, Bay City roller blonde hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what I really love is to make up games for computers. There's nothing wrong with that. You can do it as a hobby. Daniel, your father and I are not telling you not to enjoy life. We're just telling you not to waste it. Who's going to make up the games in the world? Other people will. You have a much more important talent. Just give me a little more time, okay? Daniel, this is a very competitive world, and you're going to have to live in it now. Little did she know that the gaming tech world is going to be... You're a massive fuck-up, Mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit. So yeah, so that's 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 uh that's David and he Daniel Daniel David or Daniel oh I don't know. his name in real life is David I was okay. looking at his IMDb page I was Daniel. gonna say generic eighties hunk yeah yeah he kind of looks like a uh, I uh what's his name from uh Cobra Kai there from Karate Kid oh Zabka <laughs> Zabka yeah he kind of looks like Zabka from Karate Kid um all right but you know what all these people have their own kind of problems that we could dive into let's talk about the man himself let's talk about Tom Hanks. Let's get into it. Yeah, this is him on his way to Grant's school. And it might be my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah. Is you get like a whole picture of a family, and it might be the only well directed scene in the movie. Right. Robbie, you're starting new at Grant, all new. That means no more games. You know what it did to your marks at Tufts. This time you're going to concentrate on your schoolwork, do you hear? Yeah, I know, Dad. I will. I see another D, you don't see another check. Oh, Hall, leave him alone. And you've had too much to drink, uh, again. Threats and accusations, that's all you know. <laughs> I should have driven Robbie up myself. Oh, you should. Well, may I remind you whether you like it or not, we are still a family. I hate it when you drink. <laughs> I drink to get through the day. I was a talented, well-educated oh, woman. Cat, please, let's not start that again. It's getting very thick. Well, I could have been someone. All my life, it's been what you wanted. Not ever what I wanted. Nice but it asked me for what Robbie I wanted. to start a new school. Yeah, this is it. You better make this right. I could have been somebody. I could have been a contender. <laughs> this sounds a lot like when my parents tried to bring me to college, which I didn't go to. Yeah. <laughs> Very similar conversations. It's the realest scene in the movie. Yeah. Like, everyone's been in a car where, like, shit like that breaks out. Oh, yeah. The I hate it when you drink yeah. is the hardest I've laughed at anything we've watched so far. Oh, man. <laughs> it's so real. And Tom Hanks is just sitting back there like, hmm, okay, this is happening. Oh, yeah. He's completely broken to the situation of his family. Yeah. I I, I I I didn't catch it the 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 first two times that I watched this movie, but he, yeah, he, he I saw that. Tufts. I lit up. I went, oh, there's gonna be stuff like this, and then the rest of it was just yeah, no life, no, nope. just paint by numbers movie. So mm -hmm. that's kind of like the introduction of all the characters. Yeah. So Tom Hanks, his character, his character whose name is Robbie, um, I is, have no idea what their uh, mazes and monsters names are. I don't think they're important. <laughs> Oh shit! I wrote it down. Freilich uh, is one of them, and then uh, Tom Hanks starts with a P. It's like I think it's Freilich. It, no, it starts with a P. Paul Pot. No, that was a dictator. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, it starts with a P. I think it's Lenin. <laughs> um. So, uh, when he says that he's he, he was kicked out of Tufts and stuff, it was Tom Hanks was obsessed with this mazes and monsters yeah. game. Was that the main reason why he got kicked out of Tufts? 
We don't really know. Stay tuned to find out. Yeah. Um, so he is trying to, once he gets to Grant, he's like, I'm done with this game. I'm not playing it. I'm not playing it. I'm not playing it. And then. Yeah. He, he's studying in a, either like a library or study hall. He, yeah. And there's one of those like, you know. Yeah. Like a poster, join my band or right, study yeah. with this. Or, yeah. Pull a tab and call this number. Yeah. We have an it. interpretive dance class. Women will show up too, and then probably statistically get assaulted. But. Here is uh, his first interaction with JJ. What, what? Uh, what is the boy wonder? Oh, well, that's what I call my father. He's the youngest publisher in New York, but I don't want to ruin your lunch by talking about him. Although he's ruined many of mine. Listen, you play uh, Mazes <laughs> of Monsters? Uh, that's, that's my sign there. Yeah, yeah, JJ Brockway. Uh, I used to, but uh, I don't anymore. Oh, that's too bad. We really need a fourth player. Well, <laughs> sorry. Oh, wait, listen, I'm having an intimate little party tomorrow night for Bridget Bardot. It's her birthday. So if you want to show up around 8, uh, second floor, it'll be the room with all the noise. Is she really going to be there? Who? Bridget Bardot? No, why would she come here? Although maybe next year I should invite her. Yeah, well, uh, uh, thanks for the offer. I'll, I'll be there. Okay. I have a question. Who the fuck wrote this? Who, well, yeah. Well, I've actually, I have two questions. One... Did you speed up that clip at all? No. Oh. Uh, okay. Second question. Who I, the fuck is Bridget Bardot? Uh, she's uh, like a famous socialite New York around the time. I vaguely know of her. Okay. I kind of like that scene for... They're obviously trying to make JJ like a, someone on the spectrum. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting listening to it and not watching it. Because you pull the clips through audio and it's just like, yeah, everything just sounds so. It's just like, God, pacing, guys, pacing. Right. But honestly, like, where is the director in this? Listening to it without actually having to visibly see the, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure, shot on VHS. Oh, my God. And how muddy it is. And like, you're watching it through like dirty sink water. Like, just yeah. the audio made it seem like it was a better movie when I was pulling the clips. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause like, there were parts where I literally went like, like Hanks is really shit right here. Uh-huh. And then, like, listening to it, I went, yeah, it's kind of good. <laughs> yeah. Well, so this is after he shows up to the party for Bridget Bordeaux, who mm -hmm. she's not there. He gets uh, pretty much peer pressured into playing Mazes and Monsters. Like, someone was like, ah, cocaine's not addictive, even though he's like, I, I have a problem, guys. I probably shouldn't have any of this. Right. So this is the peer pressure and meeting Kate. Well, I was into some extracurricular activities. I... I played a game called Mazes and Monsters a little too much. You're kidding. What level? Uh, ninth. Ninth level. So am I. Oh. Isn't it wonderful to be finally creating your own scenarios? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and your own fantasies, too. I'm really going to miss it. No, you're not. We have been looking desperately for a fourth player. This is wonderful. Just Daniel, Daniel, uh, I want you to meet Daniel. Daniel, meet uh, Robbie. Well, He's level nine. Hey, you gonna uh, play with us? Well, no, I really, I can't, my folks. Hey, we're not fanatics. Well, how often do you play? Oh, a couple times a week. No, I really JJ, have to crack the boxes. Really? Here, no, here, seriously. Here. Well, I mean, level nine. Level nine? He didn't tell me that. Oh, we'll sign him up. No, I can't. This semester, I have no, to. No, no, you can. Look, please just try one campaign with us. Really pushing. Yeah. Really pushing. Really. You guys. Thanks. Come so, on, Robin. And if you don't like it, if it's too much, you can always quit. Yeah. Well, if you're going to be there. I guess I'll have to give it a shot. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You got some glasses? Yes, yes, yes. All right, so 
from hearing the audio, what I didn't notice there is that apparently that party was Fiddler on the Roof themed. I mean. <laughs> the <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, 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 again, I meant to uh, have you pull this clip. And if you want to, if you want to pull that in post, that's fine. There's something very interesting that happens in that scene right before that scene. Yeah. Hanks brings a bottle of wine. And he doesn't he say, is it 77 or? No, that would make more sense. This is why I'm like, I literally was just like, what the fuck? Either this was, we're in some sort of weird time loop or not. Uh, JJ says, 1985, great year. This movie came out in 82. <laughs> and it was shot in a late 80. What? <laughs> I literally had to go back and rewind that because I was like, no, he didn't say 85. He didn't say 85. I think he says 87. I heard a seven in there. It's definitely after. It's definitely after. I'm almost, it's it's 85. And then. Uh, he says 85. Uh, yeah. But then Christopher Lloyd runs in, who he's in an episode of Taxi with. And he's like, God, God. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. I'll never the try actor? drugs. <laughs> but so that, that part was just like, I couldn't really focus on anything else when I was like, wait, 85. Yeah. There's is, a lot of stuff that takes you right out of. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's a lot of peer pressure. That was like heavy. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. I kind of had a problem with this. So like, I oh, don't be a pussy. Like, right. We want to do this. We don't care about your health. Right. It's like a kid getting dropped off at college and being like, no, no, no. I really, I really can't check Instagram. Like, I really. No, 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 no. Like, look, I know. I know you've got a thirst trap. I, I, no, I told my parents I'm not going to look. No, 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 no. All right, I'll look at it. Oh, your OnlyFans is free. Uh, <laughs> you're offering a sale. Okay. Because <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's, again, like when we were growing up, we didn't, like, we, you know, we had Magic the Gathering, which yeah. I don't think really got a lot of heat. Uh, maybe just from parents with how much the cards cost. You know, and then there's obviously Pokemon. Oh yeah, which I don't think anybody really ever cared about. I, I, the the worst, the worst thing that I ever heard about Pokemon was when Pokemon, uh, the, the Pokemon Go, Pokemon Go came out and everyone was like walking into the which middle. I definitely didn't play for more than three years. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually had dinner with a friend who was still playing it. I was like, this is still a thing. Uh, I have friends who try to get me to keep doing it, and like I'll open it. And, uh... Yeah, I the reason why I didn't I stopped playing it was because. When it came out, I was still Your wife caught you. No, 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 because she was even interested. <laughs> but no, it's because I took the train every day in oh, Boston. Yeah, it's, it's a good time killer. It's a good time killer, but like the signal would be gone. So it's yeah. like, well, I can't find anything. If I'm at an airport, I still crack it out. Yeah. It's a good way to like ruin time like that. Yeah. And and between, you know, riding the train and not having a signal and people airdropping me pictures of their dicks on the train. <laughs> you know. It's, that, it, it, that actually happened? That happened like on a monthly basis. <laughs> like I have seen a lot of dicks come through on my phone. And what's funny is, is that they, whoever does it airdrops it to everybody. So you, it, this is not going to be as funny because we're doing audio, but you literally just see people looking at the phone and then just like, God damn it. <laughs> just <laughs> a collective train just being like, Oh God. <laughs> Again, if this was being videotaped, it would be a lot more funnier, but you get the idea. You know when someone's disappointed with something they see in their <laughs> Yeah, phone. yeah. 
Um, anywho. So, yeah, the, the hysteria was really kind of weird because, again, when we were coming up, we thought Dungeons and Dragons was just like only, only you know, the nerd kids played it. And yeah, but it was also old timey in a way, like because Magic the Gathering was there and like there wasn't a lot of like live. Right. Yeah. So it seemed <laughs> old at, in, at the same time. But uh, they end up playing or whatever, uh, not like live action, but like in a room. And too many candles, by the way. Yeah, that was a fucking fire hazard. Okay. Side note. I dated this girl in Tennessee and she was like obsessed with like candles and, and all this other shit. And I remember waking up and like one of her, she had like one of the long candles that didn't have like a, like it wasn't in a glass. You know what I'm talking about? It was just basically like a wax. Like, one yeah, of like those, a big gothic one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that shit burned out and like it, like one of her, curtains caught on fire and i had to like wake up and like deal with this shit so i was a little triggered i'm always triggered when i see reckless candling right and it was also like very reckless because uh once the curtains catch fire you gotta worry about the drapes (laughs) (sighs) me or my familiar (laughs) after dark Oh, mercy. <laughs> okay. So I was a little triggered. Anyway, way too many. Reckless candling. Yeah. Big time. And no, no one's putting it in their ear to remove wax. <laughs> Which apparently is a bunch of horseshit. Oh, no, it's not. Have you never done coning? Oh, I've absolutely had a girlfriend force me to do that and burn my cheek. She just sounds like a, a like a, like a clumsy little, little mess. Well, this is the same girl who, when we were dating, told me... Uh, she got really into Charles Manson. Oh, and, well, that's uh, fun. Yeah. That's a she, good. She told me uh, I should car uh, like draw a swastika on my forehead because it would be hot to her, forgetting that I'm Puerto Rican. She sounds like a blast. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. How's she doing now? <laughs> Married kids. That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's happy, and I'm happy she's far away from me. <laughs> All right. After the reckless candle night, which they're lucky to have all survived, Kate and Robbie end up dating. We get, I'm, is this where they play that song from the start again over like a dating montage? Uh-huh. Where, so there, we have no dialogue or whatever. This goes on for like three minutes. And then I have not cut anything out before this. There is that whole montage of that song from the start. And then this is the exact conversation they have that it just comes into. I have an older brother. His name's Hall. Hall Jr. And about three years ago on his birthday, his Halloween night, my mother threw this big party for him. And in the middle of it, when nobody was paying attention, he ran away. You're kidding. Mm-hmm. We never got a letter, postcard, phone call, nothing. Like he disappeared right off the face of the earth. And I've always wondered what it was that happened to him. It must be terrible. Well, actually, not knowing is the worst part. And that is where hearing the audio, he sounds like he's crushing it, right? Oh, yeah. Like, the visually looking at how shitty this movie looks makes you think everyone's doing a worse job. Because I viscerally thought Hank sucked in this movie until I listened to it. Really? Yeah, I really thought he sucked. That's the hardest part of this whole movie is that like you're 
it's so bad that you just, it's so, I mean, driving over here today, I was just like, how in the fucking Disney Channel fuck are we going to figure this out? (laughs) Like, Jesus H. It's going to be really hard to find something because everything else around him is like, we've talked about how like he elevates everything. I think visually, like lit, like good there when you hear yeah. the monologue. I think the the movie, like with the no aging of anything, it has the quality of a third generation VHS. Yeah, I mean that made it that made it looks like we recorded it on our dad's camcorder. Right. <laughs> While it was pointed at a CRT TV ten feet away. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. So that happens, and then uh Apparently, later on, I was, this is the part of the movie where I have no idea what the fuck happens, but JJ gets bummed out because he wants to hang out with everyone, but instead of playing, Robbie is hanging out with Kate. So he gets all bummed out, and he goes home and just casually drops this. I should smash my motorbike into the dorm wall. It was too ordinary. They think it was just an accident. You know that no Grant University student has ever committed suicide? What could I do? There's gotta be the stuff that legends are made of. I want them to remember J.J. Brockway. I know. The caverns. The mysterious forbidden Pequod caverns. Boy genius suicides in caverns. They talk about it forever. I'd be immortal. No, you'd be dead. Poor J.J. Don't worry, Merlin. Someone will feed you. All right, let's unpack that for a minute. First of all, suicides commits suicide. You can't plural commit suicide. My head hurts, Randy. (laughs) I have no idea where to even go with this. Oh, my God. There's so much wrong with that. You know, I want to go out in a blaze of glory. He's uh, obviously, you know, this is a tough subject because you and I do not want to make jokes about suicide. No. <laughs> but kind of do. We can't, yeah. <laughs> um, you know. Oh, man. I don't even know where to go with this. This is it's hard. Just, this is so hard, Randy. <laughs> it's how casually they just have this guy. Like, that's a scene if you're going to have someone contemplate that. Like, they should get heavy about it in some way. Not just, like, casually have a conversation with their minor bird. It honestly, he um, he honestly sounds like a fucking sociopath there. Yeah, and it also the way they frame it is he only wants to do it for attention. Right, it has to be epic. Which again, there's some psycho, there's some psychology there. Right, you know, you know what? Let's it, just move it's on. It's fucking awkward. It's so fucking awkward. I I I really have. I'm really struggling to find anything to talk about with this. I'm I'm glad you played it. Yeah, because it's it's. You have to talk about it if you watch the movie. Yeah, but... But his recovery from that is he's going to do it in, like, the caves. Mm-hmm. And he's going to do it in this grand way where he kills his character and himself. But then, like, halfway through planning it out, he decides, like, oh, this is a new way for us to play mazes and monsters. I'll just kill my character in a grandiose way. Right. But the way he does it and kills the character and brings him into this cave area, it mentally cracks Robbie. And he ends up, 
I think hallucinating that a monster he sees because he doesn't know that JJ is going to dress up and have like props or whatever down there. Yeah. He has a mental break and we get so far. There is no Tom Hanks yell bigger than this. Now that is death metal. <laughs> yeah. And and the the vision that he sees is the worst. We're talking like 1950s. It's a Japanese yeah. Japanese Godzilla level battle. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> it's kaiju. It's super kaiju like you almost can see the zipper on the on the person's suit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's this, so that, bad. That's one of the things that really makes it mystery science theater quality, right? And, oh yeah, and you see that thing like four times, and every time you go, Ugh. the only thing that they did to try to make it not look fake was like spray fog. it down with fog. water and yeah, fog. fog. You know what I mean? Make it look a little greasy. <laughs> Quick, give me some dry ice. Yeah, it's this is where. The entire, this is the part of the movie that is just like, they completely abandon. Yeah. Honestly, it could have actually worked as a, as a TV movie. Again, like we talked about earlier with the hysteria and all that stuff was real. Again, I I mean, I remember, I remember. Real in a sense of how one generation perceived it. Exactly. So um, I'll take a little side note here. I remember growing up in Tennessee. Do you remember the West Memphis Three? Mm-hmm. That shit was crazy. Yeah. And I lived on the other side of the goddamn state. You know, and West Memphis is technically two towns. There's West Memphis, Tennessee, and there's West Memphis, Arkansas. And, I mean, all I wanted to do was, was you know, throw a ball at a wall and, and ride my trikey. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Because you were going to get taken out in the woods. Because I was going to get taken out in the woods and, and, you know, part of a satanic ritual. Yeah. You know, until they until they initially caught the kids, which they were innocent at the end of the day. But anyway. His, get HBO the, Max. Yeah, oh, yeah. Paradise Lost, baby. I'll oh, watch that shit all okay, day. Wow, what is there, four and a half of them? There's four and a half of them, and there's the one that uh, Peter Jackson did where he basically proves that all the marks on the kids were basically snapping turtles. Shut <laughs> Chud. Oh, Chud, yeah. <laughs> Great movie. We could do a whole podcast on that movie. Jesus we Christ. could throw that in as a bonus if we if we hit another thing like this. I'm going to need a fucking break. Oh, my God. Um. Anyway, the hysteria is real, man. I get yeah. it. And that could have that could have just been the whole fucking movie. And now we've got, you know. It's another confused narrative because they don't know. I brought up why he has the break, the underlying issues, other than his brother left and he's traumatized by it. And but, his mom's a drunk and his dad is yeah, <laughs> the worst. Yeah, his parents are fucking way out there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, I can relate. <laughs> right. So after he has this break, he goes to sleep that night. And the Great Hall, which is him hallucinating that I think it's Grovel, the monster in the game, turn is his brother 
or is like telling him how to find his brother is right. the Great Hall. Because the Great Hall, their last name is Hall. Or for his first name, he's Hall Jr. He's Hall Jr. Yeah. And then there's the Two Towers thing, and they're like, oh, it's Tolkien, but yeah. maybe it's not Tolkien. Yeah, which as soon as that came up and they were in New York, I went, Oh, but this is, <laughs> but this is the, the, the grovel or gravel talking to him in his sleep, telling him what he must do to reach the higher level. Who are you? I am the great hall. Once you gloried in killing, now you are of a higher level. Is that Tom Hanks voice? That might be. Oh, it is. It's gotta be. You must be Hearing it in the headphones, that's gotta be. So he's gotta be celibate. He's gotta be. He's gotta be a Jonas very confused by now. Two thousand eight. Purity ring. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So that was such a scene. Yeah. And it's all that's the one where it's like down a tunnel. Yeah. Looking at that thing where it looks like it was shot through like a PVC pipe. Surprisingly, even though this movie came out like what, 15 years after, it's worse quality than the Willy Wonka uh, boat scene. Oh, way worse. Yeah. Technology has at that point gone so. When did Willy Wonka come out? I forget. 70s? Yeah, it's early 70s. Yeah. 75 at the latest. Yeah. And it went down in history as one of the scariest moments of all time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's upsetting. This is... Laughable. Far worse. Again. It's not even scarier than Dad's when Augustus Gloomp goes up the pipe. But he takes that... I feel bad for Hanks in this scene, <laughs> to be honest with you. It's like... Yeah, oh, he gets direct- hung out to dry by the director. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he takes that information and immediately turns around and just... Kate goes, what's wrong? And then he immediately launches into. Kate, I I can't be with you anymore. I mean, I would really like to, but I just can't be with you any longer. Probably will. Uh, what do you mean? What did I do? You shouldn't do anything. Are you mad at me? No, 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 no. Why would I be mad? Robbie, I don't... I don't understand what you... Don't don't get upset. I love you, and I will always love you, but I just can't touch you anymore. I think she has every right to be upset, to be honest with you. Yes. (laughs) Um, And I think shortly after this, this was the clip that, um, uh, as I was watching, I was telling you, as I was watching this today, my wife came home, and uh, she was doing some work on her computer and she like perked up like, huh? Because <laughs> shortly after this, Tom says, um, I I can still love you, but without, not, touch but not you. touch you. April was like, the fuck are you watching? <laughs> He's trying to reach the higher level now. And he kind of goes. Level 10? Yeah, apparently, yeah. <laughs> I guess. So he goes like AWOL on everyone and they go and they, they play one more time. And this is where uh, Daniel, he, at the end of the clip, I don't know if I cut it there or not, but he confesses to cheating and he loses Kate in there and she gets nervous. And you get, when I was saying earlier, there are these long periods of time where it's just a character yelling someone's name or kind of just, there's nothing going on, but yelling. 
Here's an example of that. And I haven't edited this at all. Daniel! I cut that down because she says Daniel literally like 35 times and it's all I can think about. <laughs> oh my god. Randy, it's too late in the evening to pull that shit on me, man. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna have the giggles for a while now. It's all I can think about. Daniel, Daniel, damn Daniel with the white vans. Back at it again, Daniel. Oh my god. Oh man, you silly, silly goose. Um. So he can, he says he he cheated and that's why he lost track of her because he was trying to find the imaginary treasure, which to me, that's one of the more uh, crazy psychotic breaks because there's nothing wrong with Daniel mentally. I still think it's important at this point to um, let whoever's listening to this know we have no idea why all this psychological, uh, mystical shit is happening. And there's no foreshadow. We went to a cave and now everybody's just banana boats. Yeah. And he somehow thought there was like real treasure. He was going, well, I mean, he, he is rich, but it's not like he's going to go there and find like fucking one-eyed Willie's ship or whatever. Good Goonies reference. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, tr I'm trying to sound like we know movies. But after that, they realize Robbie's kind of gone AWOL and he's not showing up to classes. And they, they try to talk to the police, but they don't want to tell him that they were in the caves. They don't want to give him the map. Yeah, there's like 15 minutes where like Robbie's just... The best actor in the movie disappears for... 23 minutes and then yeah. when he shows up he has no lines he's just walking around confused in new york right he gets he's walking around and he goes to get mugged near like times square by guys who look like they're in the clash <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he hallucinates and sees one of them as the shitty costume again right and when they go to attack him he stabs one of them. He fucking stabbed one of them. Which again they make it seem like oh no because he played this game it was dangerous and he was a threat to society. Oh, no, because the game, he defended himself. Yeah. So, like, that's completely fine. They were going to do just as bad to him as he stabbed the guy, didn't kill him. The guy ran away. And then he kind of snaps out of it for a second and he calls everyone back home. Collect, by the way. Hello? I have a collect call from Robbie Wheelie. Will you accept the charges? Yes. Robbie? Hey, <laughs> I'm in New York. New York? Robbie, are you all right? What happened? I don't know. I can't remember. Robbie, it's going to be all right. Where are you exactly? There's blood on my knife. Knife? What happened? It's on my hands. I think I killed somebody. I know I killed somebody. Robbie, just tell me where you are. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, uh. And, and, and eight. Okay, Robbie. Now I want you to listen to me very carefully. It's going to be all right, okay? Okay? Okay. Now, JJ, Daniel, and I, we're going to come and get you just as soon as we can. It's going to be all right. Good. I want you to listen very carefully. I want you to meet us at JJ's place. It's 605. 
Two things. <laughs> this is the first time Hanks is acting, crying on camera. Yeah, to that, that level. That we've seen. We haven't seen him do a cry yet. No. <laughs> so I will, I'm going to, I'm going to give a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Cause it's a bad take. I also, because of my, you know, crazy love for Tom Hanks, you know, there's a part of me that's like, is he just phoning this shit in? Cause he knows how bad it is. See, I was <laughs> thinking he knows it's not good. So he's kind of being subtly funny in a way. Like he's undercutting it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, yeah. Maybe that's just because he's actually talented and without direction, he can kind of feel like, oh, this, this ship is sinking. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's where I want to live. Right. <laughs> I think that's what I just made up in my head because I was like, how can he be in this? That's, that's where I want to be. But then again, we've been... Between the two of us, we've been just immersing ourselves in Tom Hanks and his craft. And up to this point, we've been like, I mean, he's just the greatest. And obviously, he 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 would know how to cry on camera. But we don't know at this point. Yeah, he's 26 in the movie, apparently. Yeah, we don't know if he's, if he's, if he can, you know, maybe he needs, this was his. And this I, is technically, I, yeah, I this is technically shot before Bosom Buddies aired during season two, I think, or at the end of season two, but this is what got him the two-year contract with ABC was they saw the edit of this. Really? From the article I read from like a 1984 thing I found, trying to find anything he said about this movie. And I found one quote, I'll save it for the end. Not that special, really building up to nothing. Yeah. But like we talked about on the last episode with Bosom Buddies, like you could tell that the networks and the studios Thought they had some. They like this guy. Yeah. And this just happened to be uh, a duck. <laughs> oh, it's a duck. Fucking <laughs> thing sucks. Shit quacked all the way all over the TV. But then later on after that, my second favorite part of the movie, the homeless man while he's hallucinating. I've kept the whole scene in here because same way I left the whole car ride with his parents. These are, this is one of the only two scenes you should see, other than the end. Please, there's just no reason to fear me. I, I am Pardue. I am a holy Pardue. man. Pardue. Pardue. I knew it started with a P. I'm the king of pranks. Your majesty. I have been on a very long quest. Have you been in the mazes? I don't know, years. I keep meaning to find another place. I just don't seem to. Can you tell me of the giant dragon? On my travels here, I heard him. Dragon, you say? Yes, the giant dragon, though the one above. There he is. Does he stand guard over the treasure? Very wise. Perhaps.
Perhaps you can help me. I am in search of the Great Hall. Uh, beat me, pal. And the two towers? Yeah, yeah, and all those. Oh, sir, I would be greatly in your debt if you could tell me the way. He gets weirdly English there. Yeah. Has to, he has to be doing like a bit. Uh, God, I hope so. <laughs> but that is a very funny scene. I'm the king of France. Your Majesty. <laughs> so good. Can I be real? You can be really real. Part of me wants to like learn how to play Dungeons and Dragons now. I'll never be able to say Dungeons and Dragons like say D and D like the cool nerds. Like I I can't my mouth won't Dungeons and Dragons like it. It's a weird it's a weird hang up that I have D and D. I'm just gonna say D and D anyway. I well, kind of want to learn how to play D and D now. I listen to uh, Brian Posehn's podcast where he plays it with a bunch of comedians. It seems fun. Stranger Things makes it seem fun. Yeah, kind of feel like I missed out considering like. Even though I grew up slightly jockey, I've always loved nerdy shit. Mm. The opening scene in SLC Punk. Cool. I still have. So when I was a kid, um, my uh, my buddy uh, like hated his stepmom, and she taught piano, and you know only took cash, and he used to like steal like a lot of money from her pocketbook, and we would go down and buy Magic and Pokemon cards. He knew a lot more about Pokemon cards than I did. Um, I just really like to look at the magic cards. Like I would yeah. just literally just like stare at them because they were cool looking. I never got into it. I played it once when I was forced to at a friend's house. And yeah. I never, I was like into Pokemon, which I might've been a year too old to at the time, but I never got into that either. Yeah. Um, I feel like I was gypped. I, I mean. Although with both of our various mental health ups and downs. Right. Would it have been dangerous for us? Ooh. Right? Could have lost reality. We do live in uh, the Northeast where there are a lot of caves. And there's towers. Not really. Mm. <laughs> no, it's not we, an hour away from Boston. There's nowhere. Yeah, and there's only one. There's not even the man in the mountain anymore to hallucinate and talk to that motherfucker. I know. That was sad. Right? Oh, newsflash. We, we live in New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. If you guys haven't figured that out yet, then you can live in New Hampshire. Um... I, yeah, I, you know, the older I get, it's funny, actually, my, my, uh, uh, we had some new neighbors move in and they're kind of, they're, they're our age. And for some reason, uh, for April's birthday, they gave her two bottles of wine and two packs of Pokemon cards. I think yeah. they thought it was funny, but well, what, that's <laughs> it? that could be like fucking handing someone scratch tickets. You could win. Yeah. I mean, what if there's a Charizard in there? <laughs> right. That's the only bit of Pokemon that I know. Is Weird, because I literally just heard that this week, too. <laughs> that that's all. That for, like, $250,000. Yeah. If you get a Charizard, you're you're made in the shade. I mean, we, we all What if you get a funny. Prado and get, like, Magic the Gathering? I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Apparently, it's a picture of Tom Hanks from 1980. <laughs> oh, 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 Jesus Christ. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That took me a second to catch up on that. Okay. All right. I'm with you. So, um, when they say the two towers and you realize they're in New York... Yes. Yep. What you think happens, happens. Exactly. Is he's supposed to meet the department. He's not there. Blah, blah, blah. They remember from the map, there were the two towers. And all at once, they have like a... <gasps> and they go there. And somehow he gets on the roof of one of them. Right. I could not find anywhere online. It has to have actually been shot on the top of them. Yeah. It was not Mordor and Isengard. Yeah. Just to, just to clarify. It was... <laughs> 
it absolutely has to have been shot on the top of the Twin Towers. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Like, you couldn't have a backdrop that looked that real. I tried to find Tom Hanks quotes. Not with the quality that they were shooting on. Right. They had to. They had to... It really had to be that. Or right. maybe they built a set outside above. I don't think the budget would allow it. I mean, you could have. They're just like, it's plywood you could paint. I don't know. Like, I couldn't find anything. We'll search more. If I find anything, we'll bring it up on another episode. But I was like, oh, shit. We're like, when 9-11 happened, was Tom Hanks like, oh, I used to be. I was up there once. That was. Yeah. This, this is extra sad in another weird personal way. But like, mm-hmm. so they find him on the roof. And he's going to jump off into the pit the same way when JJ killed his character to gain the next level or whatever. He's going to do that. And this is the only thing when I listen back to Hanks puts up a brick at the free throw line here. Going to join the Great Hall. You can't. It's a trap. I have spells. I'm going to fly. You don't have enough points. I am the maze controller. Maze Maze controller. Yes. And I have absolute authority in this game. 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 JJ, what am I doing here? <laughs> Kate, why can't I remember? So if anybody's uh, listening to this and wondering, how bad could it really be? That That, bad. That, when it happened, I out loud went, it like hurt to see him be that bad on camera. Yeah. Upsetting. And like the face, it's, oh. You got to just ask yourself, did he know it was this bad? Or was he really, really trying to save this movie? I don't know the answer to yeah, it. Yeah, it could go either way. This is why, bringing it back to the very beginning of this episode, this is why I'm a little sad. <laughs> yeah, it, it does bum you out. Because I, even the, the other characters, like JJ, after they get past like the initial loopiness of the character for the first 40 minutes, and Kate, like they all have good moments. So you're like, oh, they're not bad. They would do other things for a while. None of them sure. had like Hank's career, but most of them worked for a couple more years after yeah, yeah, these. Yeah. But... Because this was a TV movie, so yeah. a lot of the people that were in it were like, just, they stuck to TV. But, like, that take being left in there, that is, like, a director, like, if you're in the lunchroom in middle school and you have, like, sweatpants or basketball shorts on, they're not tied tight, and someone pants you in the cafeteria. Yeah. That level of leaving someone out to dry. Y- you know, you have to believe, like, the, the director was just, like, sitting there, like, probably three martinis in, like. It looks good to me. I don't know. Let's just keep going. Has the check cleared? <laughs> yeah. Is the whore in my trailer? <laughs> but after that, they get him. They get him down. He doesn't jump. Uh, I, did they do a time card of like how far ahead they jump? Or is it just like sometime later? Who gives there's, a shit? There's no time. We don't even know what year it is. Except the only frame of reference about years was that the, the wine bottle. 1985. That's the only time we talk about... Maybe this movie takes place in 1990. Whoa. Which makes it even weird. Who, who the fuck gives a shit about Bridget Bardot in 1990? That was five by then. I know. 
By that time, it was all Trump. He was the socialite. I think Zsa Gabor was like a big deal then. Zsa Gabor? Yeah, well, she was more like the... She was, she was in the 80s. Yeah, she's she was, been around for a long time. Cause, it's uh, a real life. Yeah, well, she was uh, Green Eggs and Ham. No, not Green Eggs and Ham. Jesus Christ, what the fuck am I talking about? Um, green Acres. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Green Eggs and Julia Roberts. <laughs> oh, you can leave that in or not. I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh. Welcome to the end credits. <laughs> but after they get him off of the Twin Towers, um, what the movie is known for retroactively other than Tom Hanks being in it is this end scene where they go to talk to him at his parents' house. And I cut out the part where his mom goes, well, just so you know, he had had mental lapses before. Right. And that's a thing if someone alludes to in minute 10 and then someone alludes to in minute 75... It can make minute 86 or whatever more effective. Mm-hmm. Not when you say it after the main crux of what the story has built to. And you just throw it in after the fact. That's undercutting the tension. I mean, we've undercut the tension long before. We yeah. This. Like, yeah. The tension is, is. It's a real ruined orgasm. <laughs> yeah. No foreplay whatsoever in this whole yeah. thing. So this is the scene everything's known for now that you know one of my search terms. Aren't you dead? Or didn't you die when you leaped into the pit? Hey, come on, Robbie, stop fooling around. It is you, Freelick, you have been restored Freelick to the living. Whoever did that is a great holy man. A greater holy man even than I. Oh, Glacier. Nimble too. Perhaps you are preparing for yet another quest? Glacier, has someone placed a spell of forgetfulness on you? I am Pardieu, the holy man. I've had many strange encounters since last we met. A great dragon, a Gorville. This is a good place to stay. Warm, very clean. The food is good and plentiful. Oh, Friedrich, I have something you may be interested. I have an eternally renewing coin. Every night, I give it to my innkeeper's wife to pay for my lodging, and every morning when I awake, it is in my pouch again. Well, shall we not begin the quest? Robbie. This lake is enchanted, and beyond there you see the great forest. Now, the innkeeper and his wife fear the forest, and they warn me to stay away. I feel there must be some evil force dwelling within it. If we could vanquish that evil, the innkeepers and his wife could live happily and in peace. Do you know of this forest? Fucking pan flute. Yes. Uh, I am the maze controller. There is a... a kingdom of the evil Verations, ruled by the wicked Ak Oga. Within this forest lies terrible danger, but also a wondrous treasure. Shall ye enter? Aye. 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 He sounds more mentally disabled than Forrest Gump on that. Right. When I pulled the clip there, remember when we talked about him being a bad guy? Yeah. How subtly menacing does that sound? Yeah. I was like, hey, it's creepy. Again, you know, in the context of it, 
when you realize that, okay, this dude from the get had, had problems and he, you know, it's such a missed opportunity. It's such a missed opportunity. And it's like one of seven missed opportunities. This actually could have been a fine movie to make. They actually kind of nail that last scene. When they when they go, will you join? And then uh, the part I'm not going to play because there's no hangs. It's the voiceover of Kate saying, "So we played one last time. We, right. We never saw him again. Right. And you can hear them all go like, yeah, like because like their friend's gone. Right. They kind of nail the last two minutes of the movie. Yeah. But they don't nail anything else other than his parents in the car. No. So this kind of was based on a true story. Yeah. Um. There was a a guy, I his name is escaping me, it doesn't matter in, in the long run, but uh he was a huge LARPer. Did they use that correctly? Yeah, if you're playing out in real life, yeah, if you're sitting down like Stranger Things, that's just D D board games yeah. dice. Super into D D, went to college, uh and died. Uh initially the hysteria took over and they thought because he was so into Dungeons and Dragons, D and again, I can't say Dungeons. Yeah, that's about it's one. fine. Because he played D and D, that's actually not what happened. Because his family, uh, and 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 the college that this this real life person went to, there was some kind of cavish thing on the grounds of the of yeah, the college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's where Rona Jaffe ripped that right out. She right, right, yeah, exactly. Um, and I don't know if Rona Jeffrey is a he or a she. I really don't know. I, I think it's a, I think it's a, identifying as a woman. Okay, yeah. And well, but also, uh, and, I, and I really she, wish and, I didn't invest in Rona Jeffrey dollars. <laughs> um, they wrote the book that the movie was inspired, by. and it was rushed out. It was rushed out because it was one of those like hot case Dateline type yeah. things. It's like making a Pam Smart book in like nineteen ninety one. Right. Yeah. Exactly. The family hired a private investigator, and they found out no dungeon D and D and D had nothing to do with it. This kid was he had addiction problems. Um, he had very bad depression, and he committed suicide. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's not no, a good. There's story. no joke in that. There's no joke in that. That's just yeah. But it is like it's also happened? it's. What was weird to me about like the whole movie is just like there's always been this goofy fucking frenzy with shit like that. Like there's always yeah. parents being like, "Oh, this new thing is in danger to our kids." But like I kind of think accidentally has to be completely accidentally in this movie is that any of the kids who have a hard time in this, it's all their parents sucked. Yeah, like none of their parents intervened, and then after the fact, didn't deal with the fact that they were bad parents. They just went games problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, hey, shit. Like, that's what we dealt with, right? When we yeah. were growing up. Like, you know. Bad parents never think they're bad parents. Good parents always think they are bad parents. Well said. Very similar to what we talked about on Bosom Buddies with uh, um, the missed opportunity to create that narrative of Henry writing the great American novel and using that as a, as a plot point. Why, yeah. Does Kate say she wrote a book about this at the end? Yeah, I think I remember her doing that, yeah. Wow, it's hard to believe this did something better than Bosom Buddies, which was a thousand times more enjoyable to watch. Right. You know, there was that missed opportunity where, like, 
had they have kind of toned down the 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 mazes and monsters aspect and dived into the fact that Hanks's character was mentally unstable and traumatized and traumatized and all that stuff. This actually could have been a fucking great movie. Yeah. It, I think why it's kind of maintained this cult status is it's, it's like sleepaway camp. Oh, sleepaway they camp. just nailed the ending. Yeah. She had a dick. Yep. <laughs> or she apparently was lied to and or they had a dick. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I want to make sure I'm using the proper pronouns. But who knows in that height? I mean, yeah. I, if you watch that movie back, I'm sure they fucked it up a lot worse. Than oh, big did. time. So, yeah, I mean, the question we ask at the end of every uh, every one of these pods, was it better than you thought? Randy? I did not know anything about this until I looked it up and went through the Amazon reviews right when I purchased it. And there are some doozies in there. I also have uh, the IMDb reviews in the queue. Reading those, I went, oh, looks like this is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. But I had heard Bosom Buddies was bad. And we, overall, mm-hmm. it got a passing grade. It was enjoyable. Right. This, I will tell you, is probably the worst thing we will watch. If anything beats this, I'll be fucking shocked. I'll eat my shoes. God, I hope this is the worst thing we watch. Yeah. You know, I just had a, a, a rush of fear and dread. That we just like jinxed ourselves. No, just because I know you so well. <laughs> oh no. I'm I'm legitimately filled with dread that we're gonna watch Jill versus the volcano and you're gonna be like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Cause I know who you are. Yeah, but I know there's multiple characters and timelines and stuff. One of my favorite movies is The Fountain. Yeah, and I never understood that. Yeah, I'm I'm down for modeling big ideas. We've known each other for 15 years now. Yeah. That movie came out before we were friends, and you tried to get me on the fountain craze. Yep. I never understood that. But I respect you for loving it. I'm up for a big idea. <laughs> I'm up for a wild swing and miss. <laughs> Off the top of your head. Yeah. What you know of Tom Hanks... What movies do you think could be worse than this? Mm. I don't know anything about volunteers. That could be a really bad war war drama. I can't see the directing being this bad. I can see yeah. Terminal being worse than I think it is. No. I could see that being real bad because nope. he's he's doing a voice. Nope. But I'll okay, I'll I'll Go I could see that Go being on. very bad. Go on. And I could see Lady Killers. Lady Killers was... Um, or Larry Crown. Actually, Larry Crown was kind of fun. Um, uh, the Circle looked awful to me. Oh, we have to watch Cloud Atlas. Cloud fucking Atlas. And I liked the book a lot. I never read the book. Is it good? I got the audiobook. I liked it. Is it good? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll put it in the queue. Flat out. I think I think that's the one we're we're gonna narrow in on as could be worse than this. Yeah. I, I, again, I don't know. Everything that I saw in the circle, it just looked awful. And I like Emma Watson. Yeah. I think she's, you know, I loved Harry Potter. There's also Inferno. Oh no, dude, that shit's my jam. 
Really? I, I, I liked Angels and Demons. I saw that in the theaters with that. Joke. I read all those books. I read all of them. Da Vinci Code fucks my shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Love Da Vinci Code. I like how the later our episodes go, we just become bros. Yeah. Love all the Dan Brown shit. Lo- also, local New Hampshire, right? Yeah. What do we call ourselves? I'm not a I'm not a true born New Hampshireite or New Hampshire Grant Stater? New Hampshire Splints. New Hampshire Splints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what we call ourselves. I mean New Hampshits. New Hampshits? Okay, that's cool. That's what we're going with. Dan Brown, fellow New Hampshire. New Hampshire. You know, you haven't asked me yet, but I'll just answer the question for myself. Uh this was worse than I thought it would be. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. It was it was you, it was you really told bad. me when we finished bosom buddies you went i don't want to do this i i really <laughs> did i was dreading it um you know i had a 45 minute car ride here today i don't live that far but i was i was up in northern new hampshire's um to, <laughs> and i'm literally just like the entire way just racking my brain what the fuck are we going to talk about how do i make jokes about this i don't know i know that fucking JJ wore wore some stupid fucking hats, yeah. and I was reading articles today. Tom trying, Hanks trying to fully was, grasp what the plot was. Yeah, I have no idea what the plot was. I know Tom Hanks was either phoning it in with his crying, or he was trying it out because he knew he'd have to do it later because he knew he was going to be a huge star. I don't know. The uh, only I quote I could find from him uh, in the I looked for like an hour and a half before you got here for quotes about this. In a 1980, it was a late 1984 interview, splashes out, he's recorded, he's in production for volunteers at this point. Mm-hmm. He described the movie as a hack and slash whatever film I did that got me the job at Bosom Buddies. And then he described Bosom Buddies as fun, but physically demanding to make a, a show in that schedule. So yeah, that, that hack and about- slash kind of... When you watch it, it, you go, yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. (laughs) Oh, what was that? Third take? Good enough. Next. You know why I love Tom Hanks? Because he's Mm self-aware. He's a self-aware individual. It's why we love him. It's why he's the everyman. It's why he's the the modern day Jimmy Stewart. He's nothing if not self-aware. America's cool uncle. He's America's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're right. So, oh man. All right. Let's, uh, let's put a bow on this. So next we're going to finish up TV Hanks. Right. And I actually, um, need to clarify because in the last episode I said that he was in, uh, growing pains. That was a mistake. He was not in growing pains. It's family ties. Right. I think I I think I said that too. Uh, we later talked, we later, it was one of those things. Like if you, anyway, so for the next episode, we're going to finish up TV. We'll do Taxi. Yeah. The three episodes of uh, Family Ties. Uh-huh. And we have to watch Happy Days. Right. Which, you know what? I'm actually... So, mm, okay. We have watched them. We've watched them. Um, I actually have a lot to say about Happy... Uh, uh, well, eh, Happy We Days both a have bit. a lot to say about Family Ties. We have a lot to say about Family Ties. But I might go on a couple of tangents for Taxi because... Taxi was one of those shows, as I talked about in the in, in the last episode, I actually really do like 80s mm-hmm. sitcoms. I was more into like, you know, Good Times, um, The Jeffersons, things like that, yeah. um, Sanford and Son. 
227. Oh, yeah, yes. Miss Jack A. <laughs> Jack A, yeah. Um, I love that shit. Um, and uh, obviously, Cheers, yep. MASH, all that shit just fucked my shit up. Um, so stay tuned for... Um... And Taxi was really good because Taxi had... It starred... It's, a, it's a, one of the best casts of all time. It's a comedy. Absolutely. And it starred one of the greatest comedians of all time. Yeah. But Andy, Andy Kaufman. I think if you listen between the lines here, you kind of know where we're going to go with the family tie stuff. But that that is for another day and another it's time. Another day, another time. We, we are thank whoever's listening to this. We appreciate you. As always, even when we have really nothing great to say, I am genuinely shocked we got an hour out of this. Yeah. I cannot <laughs> believe we got an hour out of this. Good for you, Randy. And I'm going to give myself a couple pats on the back. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> we not only put lipstick on a pig, we gave that fucking swine a whole makeover. Goddamn. Mm. Um, so congratulations. Sarah Palin. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> congratulations uh, to everyone involved in making this. Mostly Randy, because he's the one who did all the work. I just showed up and tried my best. Fucking A. But thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks be to Amen. Amen. Growing Pains. Growing Pains starred uh, Cameron Kirk, the uh, Christian jihadist. Yes, and also um, <laughs> he's great at at, uh, at rallies, maskless rallies. Also, it's it's this is one hundred percent going to get cut, but it's a joke for you. Uh, it's the only TV show that if you did a, re- a reunion now that you could get away with on national television um, saying, uh, "Sorry, uh, we couldn't do anything with this tonight because there was a dead bone." <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> honestly keep it in fuck it. <laughs> just keep it in. who cares so <laughs> there's six people that are gonna listen to this <laughs> <laughs>